Welcome everyone to the Ditch the Struggle podcast. I'm your host, Alana Rosso. I'm a graphic designer and career and success coach who knew I could do better, but kept falling short of where I wanted to go. And now after years of exploring personal and career development, business, money mindset, and energy work, I'm here to tell you that yes, you can move from stuck and defeated to empowered and confident. Ready to dive in? Awesome. Together, let's ditch the struggle. Hi, and welcome. It's Alana here, and I'm super excited for this first episode because I'm going to tell a story that's kind of a quiet, understated story, but yet it was a totally pivotal moment in my life. And it's part of the reason why I'm creating this podcast, why I love this concept of ditching the struggle, because struggle has been part of my origin story for a very, very long time. If there was a living in an unnecessary state of struggle contest, I would absolutely be a blue ribbon winner. I'm someone who loves to work hard. I'm a high achiever, high performer. However, I had to see the difference between working really hard and being in a state of struggle in order for me to kind of live a life that wasn't exhausting and to move more into fulfillment. And about 12 years ago, I ended up at this networking event. I was doing quite a few at the time. And actually, that was part of me creating struggle as I was going to like so many events and networking so much. I was just making my life busier and busier. But I go to this networking event that I was invited to by this woman. All I remember is her name is Elizabeth. And I had met her at a different event. And she was like, come to this event I'm going to. And I was like, sure, I'm I'm one of those people that... If you just say, hey, I'm going to this thing on Friday, want to come, I will just say yes. I won't even know what it is. And I'll be like, hey, yeah, I trust that you're going to something kind of fun. Let's try it. I try to be really open-minded. So I go to this event in Toronto and it's a whole bunch of entrepreneurs and it was a lot of um, kind of people just starting their business up. There's like a long table and there's probably about 12 of us and it was some kind of community that was being built with all these female entrepreneurs And I really expected to be inspired and to be motivated and to look around this room and go, wow, like this is just exactly what I need. You know, you just kind of hope that you're going to feel some spark at these events. And instead, I ended up feeling kind of shocked, very deflated, but very enlightened at the same time. It was the strangest thing because, again, it was just this kind of simple event And what happened was, as people were going around the room and introducing themselves, talking about what they did and were chatting, such lovely women, such smart women, what I noticed was that every single one of these people was absolutely in a state of struggle, was working themselves to the bone, working so hard, and was kind of glamorizing it and almost bragging about it. Everyone was kind of like, this is the way it has to be. And I know it's so hard, but it's so worth it. And I haven't slept in like six weeks and I have this deadline and I was up till three o'clock in the morning and yeah, I'm barely making any money, but I love it. It's my passion. It's my baby. 
And I just suddenly looked at all these people and I thought, this is me. Like these people are a reflection of myself because I was in this state. I was actually working full time at the, at the time I went to this event. So I was working as a graphic designer. I was also freelancing as a graphic designer. So kind of running my own design business on the side. I was teaching night school, which was something I started doing really young. At the age of 24, I started working, uh, teaching graphic design and marketing at a school in Toronto called the Harris Institute for the Arts, which is a music industry school. That's an interesting story, but for another day. So I was working myself to the bone, also trying to figure out what other creative endeavors I wanted to do. I'm always that person that will take on the most random freelance jobs ever. I, I, I've done so many things. So I was just working and working and working. My calendar was packed. I was exhausted. I was running around like a mad dog. That is what my dad used to say when I was a kid. You have to stop running around like a mad dog. So here I am in this state of struggle, and I'm looking at all these women I'm surrounded by who are also in a state of struggle. And suddenly it just became apparent to me that I was living in this world of struggle. I'm in this orbit. I'm attracted to people who are in this orbit. This is just my reality that I've created, and I do not like it. In that moment, I had such a conscious awareness of the fact that I didn't want to be in this state. I didn't want to be tied to this energy. I didn't want to be this struggling entrepreneur barely getting by. I just didn't want to be working till three o'clock in the morning, which is things I had done like working till three in the morning was like my kind of default setting. Um, being a graphic designer, there's a lot of long hours. And suddenly at this moment, I was like, I don't want this world. Now, I had no idea how I was going to remove myself from the state of struggle, but I did know that this was going to be the night that my life was going to change and I was starting to I was going to start to shift. I was going to consciously shift out and away from this state of struggle, even though I knew it would be so hard, so difficult, because this was so familiar to me. Working myself to the bone was my natural state. This is where I was comfortable. This is where I was familiar. This is what I saw growing up. So I had parents come from other countries to Canada to create a life. They struggled and struggled and struggled. My dad came from Italy. My mom came from England. Uh, they came separately and they met here. And they had to work extremely hard to make every dollar they made. And things were not easy. It is not easy to come to a new country, especially for my dad, who had to learn a new language, had no English when he came here, and start from scratch. And they built a pretty incredible life for my sister and I, but it also had a lot of pain in it. It was a lot of struggle. And they had a really toxic marriage. So it was um, what I refer to as that conflict and combat. It was fighting. It was yelling. It was arguing. It was sometimes silent treatment. It was snapping. It was aggression. It was, I don't want to be in the same room as you. And obviously, as a kid, you feel that. You experience it. You don't know exactly what's going on all the time, but you know something's not right. So super stressful. My dad um, started building his own business as a tile contractor, and my mom fully supported him. So she was fully on board with this. Um, she definitely stood behind entrepreneurship. They believed in entrepreneurship. But here's the thing. My dad really believed that life is a struggle. 
a huge part of this piece of struggle definitely came from more my dad's side. And I used to hear him say this all the time, everything's a struggle. He not only worked really hard physically, but would have to chase down clients for payments and get invoices paid and sometimes get a job and then it was taken away from him. You know, a lot of these things are normal with entrepreneurship and being a kind of owner of your own small business. But some of it is, you know, created from a mindset and a belief, which I was adopting. I was really an early adopter of this belief because I saw that life was hard, could be hard, that there was a lot to be frustrated with. So as I'm sitting at this event, I became acutely aware that I was living in this state of struggle and recreating family patterns and really living that belief that everything is a struggle. And you know what's so funny is that a few years after this event, I was going through one of my cupboards and I found I had this adorable cosmetic pouch, um, but I had to throw it away instantly because on the pouch it said, life is a struggle, but eventually you find the perfect hairdresser, something like that. And I was like, I literally have a motto on my cosmetic pouch about struggle. I literally have it written like on this random accessory. And that I had a good laugh about. So as I was looking around that room, I was making a decision to detach from this world and this kind of way of working. Now, what did that mean? Well, it mean that I was going to it meant that I was going to have to really start doing things differently. And I was going to have to discern the difference between hard work and struggle. And they're really different. So what I came to realize is that hard work leaves you feeling tired, but satisfied, challenged, but proud. And then in contrast, struggle leaves you feeling angry and resentful, depleted, and invisible. And I can tell you during this phase of my life where I was working so hard and in that state of struggle, I was so angry. I was really resentful because it didn't seem to matter how much work I put into something. It didn't feel satisfying. It didn't feel like it paid enough. Uh, I was on this hamster wheel that just felt exhausting. So I was realizing that I wanted to continue to work hard, but maybe a little bit better and maybe a little bit more. I also wanted to work smarter not harder, which I know is a phrase we hear a lot. Um, and I don't know if a lot of us actually know, knows what that means, because for me, um, working smarter felt like I was cutting corners. Like my interpretation was I was going to cut corners and I was going to like take the easy route. And that was something I didn't naturally do. Um, I remember hearing that when they launched Box Cake Mix, Originally, you just added water to it and threw it in the pan and baked it. And housewives or women that were making the cakes back in the day were not gravitating towards this product because it was actually too easy. So then they changed the recipe so that you add, I think, an egg, some milk and oil, and then it got adopted by these people making cakes and it became more successful. So cutting corners felt like I was equating that with working smarter. And that's, of course, not true. So I had to start shifting 
and questioning and really discerning how I wanted to work and what I wanted my life to look like. And I will tell you that I did not want it to be exhausting. And I was really done working till three or four in the morning all the time. And I was also done not making any money from some of my entrepreneurial endeavors. And I was, you know, taking jobs that didn't necessarily pay well, but they were, um, what I was attracting and what was available to me and what I was kind of gravitating towards. You know, I wasn't really thinking bigger and I wasn't thinking better, that's for sure. So some of the things I had to do in order to start the process of ditching the struggle was first I had to realize that I was creating the struggle in many ways, that I was responsible. I was saying yes to anything and everything and everyone classic people pleaser. So if you asked me to do something, I was like, yeah, sure, I'm going to do it. Even last night, it's still a default reaction for me to say yes to things. Last night on a Sunday, I got a text from someone wanting my graphic design, you know, expertise on something. And my instant reaction was like, yeah, yeah, sure. And I haven't heard from this person in like five years. And maybe not five years, but a couple of years. And I really had to step back and think, okay, do I need to say yes to this? I was always filling my calendar Having a huge packed calendar has been something that I have done since a really young age. I don't know if it's because staying busy felt like I was being more productive and therefore getting more validation or felt like I had more value, but that was something I started doing at a really young age. So that's one way that I was really creating struggle. And so now I love having a ventilated calendar. And this is something that I learned from Kate Walsh, the actress who was on Grey's Anatomy. I heard her on a podcast with Maria Menounos, and she talks about having this ventilated calendar, which is looking at your calendar and having spaces that are filled with nothing. There are days maybe that have nothing. And if you can't do days, you, you know, definitely consider having slots. So my default habit of booking everything back to back to back to back and then like freaking eating in my car because I'm so busy I really had to look at that. I had to decide that I was going to pare things down because this was one way that I was really creating struggle. There were so many ways I was creating struggle and that was really, the overworking was one way that I was deeply, deeply married to the struggle. I knew that was one thing that was gonna have to shift. And I also had to choose to live my life differently. This really came down to mindset. I had to consciously choose. Again, it's that con I keep using the word conscious because it was the awareness that happened. It was a really unassuming event that night. It was actually really boring for the most part. But the awareness piece was huge. And I had to start believing that things could be different, that I could change, and that I didn't actually have to live this life that I was choosing and um, gravitating towards. It was like breaking up with an old friend, breaking up with old habits, and I had to look at a lot of different things in order to break some of these habits. So a lot of personal development work, a lot of education. Um, there was therapy at some point too, because there was that such a deep-seated belief that I had to stay in this state and giving myself permission to let myself leave that state or detach from it was really huge. And then the other last thing that I've really had to do in order to start shifting out of struggle is notice that when it does show up in my life, it is really just a sign that I'm out of alignment and I can make a priority to shift out of it without any judgment. 
Of course, it's going to happen. There's going to be times when we're overwhelmed, overbooked. We've got too much on our plate. Um, now, it doesn't happen to me as much as it used to, that's for sure. But when it does show up, I just go, okay, well, that's really interesting. <laughs> Clearly, I've overcommitted. Clearly, I've said yes to too many things. Clearly, I think that this is going to help move my life forward or my career forward, or this is going to be a good idea. Um, but usually, it's not. Usually, it means I'm, you know, trying to distract myself, or I'm falling into old habits, or I'm people-pleasing. Um, I'm definitely out of alignment when struggle shows up in my life. And I think one thing that's interesting about this struggle and this addiction to struggle is what it was. It has been an addiction. I absolutely feel I have had an addiction is that I liked it. Not just because it was familiar, but because it made me feel like I was working really hard and contributing. I feel like there's a martyr aspect to it. It's like, look at me. I'm working so hard. I'm going nonstop. Um, don't you admire my work ethic? Don't you admire how hard I'm working? Don't you admire what I'm contributing and how much I'm doing? You know, there was that. And people would look at you and go, wow, you've, you're like the hardest person I know. You're working so hard. And the admiration was almost intoxicating. Um, I did learn that, you know, if you worked really hard in school, you would get great grades and admiration. And I'm one of those people that definitely overperformed in school. Um, when it came to high school and you could you know, taper down your course load by the time you get to grade 12. I also had to do grade 13 back then. I was like, why would I taper down my course load? I'm going to max it out. I can't even remember how many courses I graduated with, but it was a lot. I maxed everything out, plus doing like all these different activities. So um, I loved that feeling of working really hard and kind of being in that state of struggle because I felt like I got admiration from others. I maybe got attention from others. And so detaching from that, that part of the addiction and that validation from others was really hard. Oh my gosh. It was just, it's been really hard. And can I be, you know, confident and feel secure about myself and feel valued without having that extreme struggle slash work ethic behind me driving me is that possible and some these are some of the things I've had to think about as I've been going through my career and I'm happy to say that yes you can move through that and I've moved through a lot of it because I no longer tie so much of my value to um, how hard I'm working yes I want to contribute yes I want to add value I wouldn't be here if I didn't feel like contribution was super important actually contribution has become one of my like top core values um, in, tw in 2023, it really shifted. I really want to contribute. But that doesn't mean I have to work myself to the bone and get into that state of struggle, right? I can still work hard and I can still contribute, but I don't have to feel depleted and I don't have to feel angry about killing myself for work, right? So suffice to say, this networking event was really key for my personal development and as I said, it was actually kind of boring and I didn't connect with anyone on a real level. I didn't make any friends that night. I never kept in touch with anyone I met, um, but it did make me think about things differently. And so I encourage you to start thinking about where in your life you are creating struggle. Like where are you putting up roadblocks? Where are you creating exhaustion? Where are you overworking where you don't have to? 
where are you under earning? That's a great topic. Um, they're very much connected under earning and struggle. I'm going to dive into that topic on upcoming episodes for sure. Where can you start becoming more aware of how you're living your life and see where you can start building in some space? Where can you build in some grace and maybe some self-compassion? Space, space is one of my core values for sure. It is ridiculously important to me. It is the thing that pulls me out of struggle. It is like the thing that sucks me out of that stressful vortex when I give myself space and time. And that can be physical space, like removing myself from situations, getting out of the house. Um, I can't have a lot of clutter around me because that really stresses me out and feels like I'm in that whirlwind of um, chaos, which I don't like. I need space from family, friends, all the things. Um, I need a lot of alone time. And when I don't have that, I am definitely pulled quickly into state of struggle and it's too much for me. So giving myself space has been really important. And that relates to that ventilated calendar as well that I spoke about earlier. Now, one question that you can simply ask yourself in order to take a step off the struggle bus is, can I be open to doing things differently? Can I be open to doing things differently? Doesn't mean you're going to know what those steps are doesn't mean that you are going to know what to do next, but can you be willing to do things and look at things differently if what you're doing is not working and you have to get to the point where you realize this is not working and like truly, truly get it. That is what happened to me at this networking event. For some reason, I truly understood that this was not good for me, that this was really toxic and this was not productive and this was not the life I wanted to lead. I believe most people are in a state of struggle most of the time. And so deciding to hop off that struggle bus and ditch the struggle is actually going against the norm in many ways. It's actually doing what most people are not doing. It is the harder way to go. It is actually easier, I think, to stay in struggle, to stay in that lower vibration, to be in that like fight or flight mode. And that's partly because a lot of us just, that's all we know, right? And our world really celebrates being in a state of struggle. Not only does it make a great movie, well, it makes a great movie if you shift from the struggle and have a win, but it connects us to others that are also suffering and you know, if you're a compassionate person, sometimes being in a similar state makes you feel more connected to others. And if a lot of people are in a state of struggle, then we feel more connected to them. I know for me, that was a huge part of staying in it. I also felt that if I disconnected from this state of struggle, I was in a sense betraying my family who had been in so much struggle and lived so much struggle. I thought, wow, how, what right do I have to actually have things easier and for things to be easier? So it did actually take a lot of courage for me to move into that openness of letting some of that struggle go and letting my life be a bit more, um, a little bit easier, a little bit more joyful and more fulfilling. 
And I'm really glad I have gone on this journey and have made some changes and have seen some results because we are meant to experience peace, joy, and harmony. I believe that, and I believe it is possible for absolutely everyone. Thank you for joining me today on Ditch the Struggle. You showing up here means so, so much to me. To dig deeper into the topics discussed today and to learn about my work, visit alanarosa.com. And don't forget to download your free resources while you're there. And if this episode resonated with you, please share with others who also want to ditch the struggle. Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating and a review, and let me know what you'd like to see more of on this podcast. And before I go, I want to leave you with my three favorite ways to ditch the struggle. Be your own best advocate, take baby steps for the win, and forget about a linear career path. It's overrated and you are doing just fine. See you next time.